Sit back, turn the ship over to your Kovas and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. 07 Commanders and welcome in. My name is Commander Psykit and with me, as always, is Commander Mal for the win. Oh, 07 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we're glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist podcast, we talk to a different commander or organisation. We find out a little about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Before things get started, we just wanted to say thanks for being here because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. Absolutely. We have um, one of the one of the earliest emails that we got saying, please, can I be in your podcast? I'd very much like to be in your podcast was from was from Captain Metzi. Um, yeah. And um, season one filled up like super fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was with everyone. I was with everyone. He got added to the list and I've been working through the list and I've got, oh, no, this is a perfect time. I'd love to. I'd love to speak to him, find out because I, d- I don't know Captain Mexi yep. very well at all. We stream at very, very similar times. Um, yep. So I don't have a lot of chance to go and uh, and sit in his stream. I know. Right. I know that he does stream. I know that um, he is a lovely human being, um, but I don't, I don't know much more than that about him. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to just sort of like getting, getting to know anything about him, what makes him tick, yeah. what he loves about elite, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for this. This is the, this is the interview, the kind of interview that I've been waiting for that I, that I wanted to have on this podcast is the people that I see in chat that are hanging out with us, that are hanging out in our discords, they go off, they've started streaming on their own and like, but I don't know them outside of seeing their name pop up in chat or seeing their Mm. name on Twitter. Like they're just to, from my perspective, they're a, they're a friend, but they're, they're a commander in game or, or they're a, um, a viewer in chat. And I haven't gotten the chance to really know them. Yeah. And I'm really excited that, uh, that we're getting to the point where now we have the opportunity to talk to uh, some of the people that we play the game with all the time, but we don't get to just say, Hey man, why are you here? Why do you like this game? Are you know, do you, I know that we like some of the same stuff, but like finding out more of their background and some of those stories around why they play the game or what's happened while they've been playing the game. So I'm really excited that we, uh, that we are able to work him in, uh, this early in season two, because I need I need to know more about Captain Metzi. Welcome in, Captain Metzi. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, Mal. It's good to be finally here and uh, yeah, be time with you guys away from the like like the text chat there on yes. right there. It's right. just. <laughs> Uh, it's a little it's bit really... different feel, yeah, but it's a it's a good thing. <laughs> but not like uh, ever since like the, but ever since you guys have been doing like the flight assist podcast, it was just like, oh man, this is a great thing that uh, these two commanders are doing, like for the elite dangerous community, all that. It's just I love hearing like everybody's different perspective uh, yeah. about the game there, so. No, this is great. Yeah, that's like our, our favorite. Our favorite thing about um, the podcast is um, we. At the 
end of the day, we're asking the same questions and we get such, so many beautiful, um, beautiful stories and anecdotes that, um, we didn't, I don't think we even realized that we, we would get, we, I honestly thought by the time we hit season two, that we would be, we would be feeling a little bit stale by this point. But yeah, it's really nice to hear. And you are, I believe you were one of the, one of the earlier people to actually reach out to me or to us on the, um, via the contact form to come and be a guest if memory serves. And oh I'm yeah, it definitely we, was. <laughs> I'm glad that we can, um, we can finally sit down and, and have a conversation for sure. Yeah. Oh, this is great. All right. So let's get with uh, the show here, guys. And like, now, I'm really excited. the questions. Oh, boy. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we, we've already, we've given away your commander name. It's not a secret anymore. Mm, um, all right. <laughs> tell, tell us if you do content creation or if you just play the game, how long you've been playing, kind of like some, some basics about, uh, about yourself. All right, cool. Well, then let's go ahead with starting with the commander name since everybody, uh, everybody knows at this point. <laughs> I kind of look around every now and then. So the reason behind my commander name, Captain Metsy, was like, like it has two parts to it there. So the first one being the captain there, I was going to a local event there, which was like a comic expo event there. So we were all dressing up, doing all cosplay and everything. And it was kind of like my first time. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll pick as uh, Captain America as my character for the day there and just being around and all that. As, as soon as I got that costume there and I literally went full out on that there, everybody thought that I looked exactly like Chris <laughs> Evans there. It was just insane. Like even the kids were really like wanting to come to me and like get autographs and all that. And I was just like, oh, wow. This is something completely different. Okay, I guess we're sticking yeah. with it. <laughs> it's not a bad person to be mistaken for, though. I mean, oh, no. you know. <laughs> now, if you could just get him to forward your his paychecks to your house, you'd be set. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what, Chris Evans? I can't be your stuntman double gainer. I'll be willing to do that. I'll break the limbs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's like my first part of the name there. And the second part, Metsy, which is a very unique uh, type of name to me there. So it was given to me while I was growing up with my friends there. Uh, they decided to come up with a nickname and they're just like, all right, well, we're going to call you Metsy. It's like, all right. So I just carried it on. <laughs> yeah, I just carried it on as it is there. It became my gamer tag on Xbox first. And now it has become a gamer tag with like everything else that I play there. So it's really unique. Yeah. What was it um, about Elite Dangerous that first drew you to the game? Uh, What really drew me to the game here uh, was I became like in love with the space games like growing up there. I was like first introduced to this one uh, classic called Decent Free Space. And uh, what that was mostly referred to as like a space uh, fighter type game right. that you were like just in this little tiny fire there, but you're trying to fight off aliens and uh, whatever. But it gave you, it gave me like that little bit of an awe there, like just checking out this game for the first time, being able to have like a 
freedom, like just flying around your ship and uh, seeing all these like massive ships and amazing visuals like flying through the nebula. That was part of it. There. Right. And that was just like, great. This is awesome. But then as time gone by there, the, uh, what should I call it there? The compatibility of systems. It was starting to get old for it, and I wasn't able to play it anymore with the new computer. So then I started trying to find something else. And Elite Dangerous was on stream there or Steam, and I was like, "Okay, let's go ahead and check it out. This looks uh, very similar to what I played before." And then, right. as soon as I start getting into the cockpit, there, that's again, I had that odd moment there because when I Notice the whole space station and just kind of like looking around and everything there. I even noticed that before I started the, before I was able to start the ship, I had to go through a flight checklist that you had to <laughs> do. And I was just like, what? So this, this is just got real here. I was just like, okay, yeah. this is going to be good. I was going to like this game there. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So like, when you started when you started playing the game, how long ago was that? Let's see. So the release on Steam there was on in 2015, I believe. Yeah. Or when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was even about three or four months before they came out with the Horizon okay. uh, package. Okay. So quite a fair, fair amount of time now then. So you wouldn't have you like like me and Mal, you wouldn't have had the um the tutorials when you when you were right. logging in and when oh, you, no, when you was, first <laughs> yeah there was you, absolutely nothing hmm. there i was just like okay i'm going in this fully raw what do, do i do tutorials at all well i did a bit there but they like they were only showing like low points here and there it's just like okay well deploy your heart bo- uh heart points oh there you go and like uh here's why you fire your primary secondary weapons there you go it's like they didn't say anything about jumping yeah or like super cruise or anything like that so it's just like every time i got into a super cruise there into a system i kept on going full power and i kept on going shame a loop-de-loop there every single time for like two or three hours it's like no this is just insane (laughs) that's too funny but that wasn't the only thing there that really got me like in the pinch there and Gave me like a reality check. So what ended up happening was like, finally, I got my sidewinder up and I was about to approach the mail slot there. And then here comes this massive ship. The D9 transport is coming in my way. And there was, I couldn't figure out the brakes. There was just like, no way. I kept on flying toward into the ship. So we ended up like wedging (laughs) each other on the mail slot, completely blocking it there. And then I hear the countdown saying trespassing. And oh, you know no. what that oh, no. means. Yep. So yeah, the station literally blew both of us up there in like 10 seconds or wherever the countdown was there. <laughs> I was like, okay, no. so this is this kind of game. All right. <laughs> so, Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just one um, of my favorite moments. Yeah. So, so uh, when you're playing, do you align uh, with a particular squadron or uh, minor faction or anything like that? Oh, well, let's see here. So I didn't really get around to join up any squadrons or any factions like earlier on in the game. And the reason for that is because I was having trouble trying to find players like to interact with socially. It was like very tough there. And I didn't realize that players were mostly like interacting 
outside the the game, like using the third party tools and using the mm-hmm. forms and whatever. I didn't realize that until I ended up writing into like a couple of players or open that like literally told me about this. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So actually, it's funny because the squadron that I ended up joining first after like so many years there now was actually with uh, Dogs of War. There. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it was just, I figured, all right, this is a good little squadron. Everybody's pretty active. All right, let's give this a go here. And I didn't realize like everything was just kind of open to me at that point. It's just like, wow. So everybody's active in the squadrons. Everybody's active on Twitch. That's when I started getting myself active on Twitch and Right, and interacted right. with the community there and mm-hmm. learn about squadrons, learn about different factions there. Um, but like as of right now, I'm not currently joined up in any factions at the moment. Uh, reason is because I'm trying to build up my account, uh, both my like my main and my alt account there, just kind of like build them up a little bit, right? Uh, before I start venturing off and doing other things, it is on the bucket list for sure. So, okay, cool. Yeah, but the one that I'm thinking about interested in doing uh, for my main account is actually probably Canon. And the reason for that is because, yeah, yeah, the reason for that is because I really got myself into uh, getting into exploring as my um, primary content here. So I started doing like full time exploring in, uh, what was it, like six or eight months ago that I started doing it like full time. And mm-hmm. the stuff that literally it just blew me away there is like I was having to learn how to use uh, the another set of like third party tools, which I wasn't really like familiar with. And right. like Canon was part of it there. So I was just like, okay, well, the Canon is a scientific thing. All right, this is interesting. They got like this can challenge that they're doing there. So I figured, you know what, maybe that'd be a good start to try that there and is that what you're doing at the moment you're you're heading you're on the you, are you still on the canon trail uh i ended up like uh veering off <laughs> from that <laughs> okay. uh, bit. let's be honest so like uh, i ended up uh, enjoying my time in colonia with my main account there that's where yeah. i was spending most of my time there currently at the moment it's still on the go there i still got another full year of gameplay uh, to achieve all that so nice so when you're, um, you mentioned you were using some third party tools that you wasn't, you weren't super, um, okay with at the the time when you, when you're playing elite, what are the third party tools that you tend to lean towards? Okay. So when it like comes to exploration, there is, uh, being my go-to now these days, I've been using EDSM quite a lot. There's to help out with like, uh, my plotting mm-hmm. and, um, round stuff there and i didn't realize those kind of features exist there within the third party tools that was the other thing until like somebody else decided to show me i'm giving a little bit of a shout out to uh orange phoenix on that one there because he's been hanging on my streams there doing exploring doing photography and all that and i was just like okay cool and so we got edsm for that second one that i like to use is uh ed astro which is, it has like a very nice, uh, simple interactive map that you could use to mm-hmm. be able to go to points of interest there and highlight in like uh, different aspects and different ways there while you still have the heat map there, which is a very interesting yeah. 
interactive there. I love seeing that from like where you can see like any commanders that are going in and out uh, from like where they've been and all this time there since the whole game has started there, yeah. which was pretty interesting to me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that. ED Astro was that. Yeah. Yeah. ED Astro is really, really neat. I was going to say, I think that's the first time we've had anybody mention that tool. Mm. Um, but it's a, uh, it's pretty good. It's actually what, um, what a lot of people who do like, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, is it Zabadian that does drawing the stuff on the galaxy? Yeah, yep. yeah. I think he uses that when he's, uh, when he's first planning out like kind of his routes and stuff like that. I think he uses ED Astro. Yep, I ended up uh, starting picking it up as well. I just found it more simpler to use than trying to do uh, EDSM there, uh, because some of the gotcha. features, yeah, some of the features could be like really hidden on some of the tabs when it comes to these main third-party tools. And right. if I could simplify stuff there to a way that I could be efficient more of my time, then I'll be all around doing it there. And another thing, let's see. So I started using that. Uh, ED Discovery became like the another one here as well, which you're able to like create your own little log as you're going in on your journey there and being able to go in with like the amount of photo shots that I've done there uh, that like I've completely lost track of the names on some of the systems with the photo screenshots that I did. It would just give you like this like random number. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But then Finally, somebody showed this to me as like, okay, great. Now I can have this system like actually name down my photos. That way I'm not trying to backtrack and figure out what system yeah. that I went in there. I'm just like, oh, such a great tool. For yeah, that. my first half yeah. of Distant Worlds 2 was like that. I have just numbers. Like I couldn't tell you where half of the half of the screenshots were taken. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, about halfway through, somebody pointed out to me, um, uh, ED Discovery and EDMC has a plugin that does that too. That like renames your screenshots and changes them from uh, BMP to like PNG files um, mm-hmm. on the fly. So like either one of those tools are great for doing that, and they help you stay organized. But yeah, the the commander's log thing is really neat too. I was like, it can even like travel if as long as you have like the save files still back from when you started playing the game. It was like even still tracking stuff that I'd done in 2018 yeah. or 19 or whatever the dates yeah. are. It's just like, man, I didn't realize those files were still on my computer chewing up my hard drive. It's like, oh boy, I've been playing so long. <laughs> so many hours. Luckily, they're small, so they don't take up a whole lot of space. But mm. man, there's a lot of them. I, there's I, a lot of them. Well, I don't know about you, but I had to change out my... Uh, SDD drives a couple of times there, let's just say. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, it started building up, but anyway. <laughs> so uh, speaking of hardware, um, what's your preferred control scheme? Or do you fly keyboard and mouse, or do you have a HOTAS or a gamepad? Well, it's kind of a very interesting transition of all three of them, let's say. there, And I'll explain to you why that is. So when I first started playing the game there, Yes, I got my X52 Hotas there. Like, we're not talking about the Logitech one. We're talking about the SciTech one. I still have that uh, today there. So if you guys know the quality on those, then uh, you would be surprised and like how this thing is still alive at this point. 
because <laughs> it glitches yeah, the, out every couple of times. The SciTech ones were hit or miss, man. The Logitech yeah. ones are less so, but the SciTech ones were like mostly missed, but there were a few hits in there. Yeah, yeah. like I, I got really lucky with this one here. It's still functioning pretty good. It's nice. I, yeah, I only have to like disconnect the joystick every once in a while to reset my uh, dead zones there to right. make sure it's not veering off every once in a while. But other than that, it's like I could deal with it along with mm. using rudder pedals there. It's like I need that feeling that I was still like flying a plane. Right. Like uh like my dad's a pilot there, so he got me up into uh flying his uh uh private like uh Cessna there oh, just wow. uh, oh, going nice. around and messing around with the stick and all that. I was just like, yeah, cool. So that really got me into doing like flight sims and space sims and all that as well. So I needed the controls. I was like, all right, I need this. Otherwise, I'm not going to play Elite Dangerous uh, very effectively there. But then... What, um, what model <laughs> Cessna do, does he fly? Do you know? The 177, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I learned how to fly in a 172. Uh, uh, 172 was mostly common there for the schools, like the flight schools. Yeah. And then yep. we were able to get the one version up. From that oh nice yeah i think it was i think it was a 172a it's a nice little plane i mean it was older the one I, the one i was in was like a, I think from like the 70s or something like that it was an old plane but like it had been well taken care of and still flew perfectly fine so that's yeah. cool oh yeah like uh it was good to have like that kind of experience so i was like okay i can fly this plane in the late or fly the ship in the late dangerous and with the sticks that i'm familiar with and good to go there and yeah. then I actually had to move to a mining, like a, I had to do a mine job there. So like my job in the field there was working in the explosive industry. So I ended up like having to blow stuff up for a living there. So I was, I was uh, on the road there quite a bit uh, during my time. So I was like, well, I can't carry my PC with me. So I ended up like transitioning to the Xbox, uh, playing okay. around in Elite Dangerous nice. on that. So I got to learn how to use the controls on the gamepad that way. And then when I got back home and the job was done, I was trying to implement streaming into my gameplay there, just trying to figure things out. But I found it really tough to go like on the controls and around with the keyboard, learning how to like manage my stream by myself and all that. So I was just like, it was really starting to uh, become like taxing on my mind, let's say, because uh, there's only so much you can do when it comes to multitasking, right? So mm -hmm. I ended up uh, forcing myself to learning how to use the mouse and keyboard there for two reasons, to be able to manage my stream there. And I was also playing... Uh, I was also playing another game called Star Citizen, which was updating their stuff like all the time. So I was going in between the two games. Right. And it was very, very taxing to try and learn control layouts for both of them. So I ended up programming <laughs> I ended up programming Elite Dangerous in a way where it can stay put, it can stay forever and have like sort of the similar controls as Star Citizen. That way I don't have to worry about uh, the different changes like every time there so nice. it was interesting to learn how to do that and coming up with my own control layouts and i've been teaching that to a couple of viewers myself there as they were always asking a question it's like well how can you implement uh, this kind of controls if i don't really have easy access to it so it's like yeah uh this is the way you can 
do it. Just give it a try. And yeah. And you know, the thing that's so good about Elite, I don't, I don't know about Star Citizen because I've never played it. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss on Star Citizen or anything, but the thing Mm -hmm. for me that is so good about Elite is that it is so versatile as far as the controls are concerned. You can like shove something, shove something else into your computer and go, I'm going to be using these buttons here are going to be the buttons that I use. And like 90 95 percent of the time it will pick up the those those buttons not a problem at all it's like oh i want to use my stream deck to do something okay we can we can use that we can you you can do hosas you can have the pedals you can have hosas and and throttle and all of that and you you can still use keyboard and mouse you can still use the controller all on that same group you know there's no um it, it's so versatile like that and that that's the side of the accessibility that um elite danger dangerous has that it's absolutely wonderful like it it works so hard to be um something that anyone anyone can do no matter what hardware they have and i love that about it yeah it's yeah. definitely versatile that way right so mm. like and Everybody can learn it there. It's always like learning new skill. Like, for example, when I said when you're learning how to fly a plane, there you got all these different tasks, all like these different controls, but everybody's going to be different as to like what they're comfortable with. So, uh, I like, <laughs> I'm always like a little bit jealous there between like hearing your guys's uh, theme controls as well, especially now there. You have like an amazing setup with your joysticks there with. Like I'm still trying to scratch my head around uh, some of the stuff that you got going there. Yeah. Accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's everything. Yeah, um, I'm trying to learn how to use voice tech as well. I haven't really got too much into the programming on it, so it's like I can get by with hooking up like the hardware and everything. But when it comes to like software, it's just like oh, there's so much stuff that is happening there. I'm not too much of a programmer, but <laughs> I just get by. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. What would you say? I know you, you you do a lot of exploration. Would you say that that is what you are best at in game? Is there anything in Elite that you would say that um, you, you're the, you're the best at doing uh, doing this? For example, I wouldn't say um, I'm quite the best at there. Like there is a whole bunch of our commanders that I can always learn from, uh, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to exploring. Like it may sound like a very simple thing though you just need to pick a destination you scan it then you, you see what is valuable then you move on to the next system right well it's just like well no like there is like detailed stuff within the system that maybe the uh, full spectrum uh, scanner is not going to be able to pick up there you gotta look at it visually yourself in order to pick up these objects there and uh commander picard there when oh, I was yeah. listening on to his stream there, he was explaining about that, which what really like drove me to do exploration there at the time and continue learning from it. So that's the thing there. Even if I play over 1300 hours in this game, you're still learning something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Trust trust me, you can more than double that and still be learning something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even even uh, Commander Picard from uh, Mission Farsight said that you know he plays you know double digit hours every single day, and he still learns stuff like when he least expects it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like he'll he'll either get advice from one of his friends or he'll uh, he'll happen on something in game and just you know discover. You know, either something he does with the controls or something that happens with an interaction. And it's and it's he's like, it's always something new. And then just when you think you've learned everything, they change something in the game and it adds a new dynamic or a new engineer or a new function or a new uh, type of Thargoid or a new type of, you know, like whatever it is. And it's just it's a never ending uh, quest to get all the knowledge. And he, you know, he he mentioned that uh, it's. It's one of those things where you know you can't visit everything, and that's okay. Yeah, like exactly, it's, it's 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 because it's the journey that's more interesting than getting to the end. That is spoken like a true explorer as well, Quakey. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I would go second by that as well because there was a time in my period where I was playing so many hours, but was doing what they call what I like to call the rush. There, the rush playing there, trying to get to that in-game content. So, oh, like, uh, Game Me Anaconda was, like, the end game of all games there back in the day before, like, this other content started came out. So everybody got these Anacondas, and then to a point there, everybody was just like, all right, I got an Anaconda, what do I do? Right? Mm. And it was just... Like, I started getting myself into that trap a little bit. There was, like, a period which I didn't play Elite Dangerous for a year because I didn't give myself enough like that patience, that time there to give myself enough imagination as to like, you know what, what can I do in this game that I haven't even done yet, which there is tons to do. Tons to do there. Like I still I still need to start getting myself into BGS work, for example. There. Right. And even experimenting in some of the engineering stuff that I haven't even done yet. There is just there's just so much things there, uh. and even even like uh, with this expedition that I'm doing there, it's going to Beagle Point, but I'm taking my time to do it there. I'm not rushing to one neutron star to another, to another, to another. I am literally just taking the ones in between there because I've seen stuff where it's like if I didn't do that, I would completely missed it there and the type of plants, the type of the phenomenal uh, phenomenons, nebulas, in those between there, it's like you've really got to take your time in this game. Right. There, right. Otherwise, otherwise you, re- you might regret it. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> yep. And you never know when, if, if in the rush, you're going to miss out on a, um, some clue to a puzzle that got abandoned two years ago about um, inner bases or black flight or the Thargoids or guardians. Like we don't know what's out there that just hasn't been happened upon yet. We don't know uh, what's been, what's out there that hasn't gotten someone's name on it as a first discovered or first mapped yet. So if you rush through it, you could very well miss that stuff. And then end up hearing like, you know, a year or a month later that uh, so-and-so found it and you were like, Oh man, I was just there. Yeah, you oh. just passed it, right? All of that sale just swept away, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> would it would it be safe to say that exploration is kind of what you enjoy most in the game? Uh, 
like currently right now like yeah. it's yeah it's the one thing is that i do mostly enjoy there even when i'm running into my alt account right now um i'll admit there my main account there is a little bit stranded which i do need a fleet carrier at the moment so i'm referring to my <laughs> alt account there uh at the meantime until we get rescued on that so uh but even like going into the bubble there i take on the passenger missions that are like the sightseeing adventures, even those are rewarding. And like some of the spots that I haven't even seen myself yet were just incredible on that. So yeah, I would say that like for now, exploring is my main go-to there. But in the past, like playing the other 1300 hours there, I could relate to mining and combat there as my second go-tos there, I guess, at this point. Right. And because of that there, because I got myself related into working in the mine there, working in the explosive industry, I love doing the deep core stuff there. Like just seeing like seeing like the shockwave coming at you there when you blow something up, seeing like the lights as the as the smoke and everything is just all cracking up and it's just like, oh, it just gives me that feeling of excitement there. So it's like, I focused on that quite a bit there over anything else. Is, the first time I was playing. Would you yeah. say from, from your area of expertise, um, I know, I know it's difficult to say, uh, give absolutes, but would you say that um, the, the whole sounds and the whole um, graphics and everything that comes from that explosion and and core core mining itself would you would you say that that is um accurate i'd say it's 90 percent accurate okay They're, they've done a phenomenal job with it yeah now awesome. when it comes yeah when it comes to the sound in deep space though like that's <laughs> the other 10 percent there it's like i'm not sure if you can hear the explosion they're coming at you. I think that was just the extra effect because the so sound barrier a reason for that. Yeah, the there's, sound barrier travels through air. It doesn't travel through space. So you, that you was know, the thing. <laughs> you know, there's a reason why you can hear it, though. Yeah, exactly. The the reason why you can hear it is because, um, and this is in-game law, that there mm-hmm. are speakers in your ship playing what the sounds you should expect are. Oh, I did not read about that. Yeah. There. yeah. So um, it's, it, it, the, the whole thing is that those speakers that are playing those sounds are supposed to give you... A, uh, someone told me this on my stream. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna yep. caveat this with, I haven't looked it up and confirmed it, but when they said it, lots of other people agreed with them. So I'm just going right. to go with it. <laughs> but um, the sounds that you, um, you hear in your ship, so the combat sounds and all of that, are um, to make you feel um more oriented like um if there was no sound it it might a mess mess with you psychologically as a pilot as like a commander it might mess with the commander psychologically and that's why they they have those speakers and that's also why when the canopy goes you can't hear it as well because it's trying to travel through a vacuum hmm yeah that is interesting. Green Crow, we need to talk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, they've, they've started doing that in cars too. There's, there's a, uh, I can't remember if it's a, um, a BMW or a Porsche that basically the, the, the sound dampening in the vehicle is so effective that 
the car now simulates sounds from its own engine mm-hmm. through the speakers so that you can hear what the engine is doing yeah. because it's so quiet you can't hear it in the car. I've like, actively <laughs> just looked it up. It's a genuine thing. <laughs> it <laughs> Let is a legit, legit like, thing. It's the speaker array inside the cockpit of a ship simulates all audio activity around the ship in real time, thus creating go. the illusion that the pilot can hear sounds in space. Uh, when the galaxy uh-huh. breaks and vents atmosphere, sound no longer has any air to resonate with. Oh my God, I feel so vindicated. That's, <laughs> that's when the blows, everything gets quiet and all you hear is the... You know, the, the you can soft hear breathing. Little... <sighs> also, and, and I know this is a complete tangent. This is an absolute complete, complete tangent. The next time the canopy goes, look to the very left and right sides of your screen and you oh. will see look, the very left and right sides of your screen. Don't like look left and right, like headlock or anything. Just you look to the very left and right sides of your screen and you will see the markings of the visor of the helmet as it comes down. You can see the little curved bits where it sticks. <gasps> Oh, I gotta do that next time because I literally have my go I have my campy right blowout now. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was um, I was it must have been it must have been 2020 when I found that out. So, wow, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Very, very All right, <laughs> like, it's those li- those little details are the things that I wax lyrical about entirely about this yeah. game. It's from it's not the big picture. It's those little things that they the this. We've talked about it before and we will inevitably talk about it again. The sound department in this game need so much props because they do such a good job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yep. I totally agree. hundred percent there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a, like, and I think it was like a, 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 a few weeks ago, Mal, that you put something on Twitter saying that like the, the wheel of an SRV with a caution label on yeah. it as well. Oh, yeah. It makes me so happy seeing stuff like that. And, and there's a right. ship with a taser in it and you don't even <laughs> yep. see the taser. The taser? Oh you, actually God. To, you actually have to physically move and look inside a drawer and there's a taser in the drawer. I think Mechanic Man <laughs> has got a video on that. Oh, <laughs> I think mad. we know where Sidekick's mind is at there. Don't you tell us she's going to be tasering everybody as soon as she finds it. Is there any area of um, Elite that you you don't participate in but you would like to uh yes so like we were talking about like player factions before and uh bts Mm -hmm. stuff so it's like once i get back into the bubble with my main account or if i build enough of my alt account to be sustainable there i would like to get myself involved more into the social aspects of the game there so the player factions yeah. For example, yeah, I would really like to even like try out the fuel rats, try out the all seals, just to see what that experience is all about, mm. and even like game participated into the lore and the BGS stuff is also another thing that fascinated me since I started hearing that BGS was a thing. So mm-hmm. the dark wheel, I know, yeah. like some people are going to be putting their tin hats on as soon as I say it. There is like that's also kind of interesting for the kind of goal of what they're doing there to try and trigger something within the game there. It's like, all right, I want to be a part of this and uh, just to see where it goes from there. So it's stuff in the feature that I want to participate in for sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, where do you, uh, where do you spend most of your time? Are you, are you truly just doing the exploration thing most of the time these days, or do you have like a, a home that you go back to? <clears throat> 
Well, like that's a thing there. Events like my schedule is a little bit uh, on the short end of things there, so I can only play a couple of hours like every morning there. That's pretty much all that I can muster in. So it's like uh, when it comes to like I'll just do a balance between the both there, like going into exploration and maybe trying to find stuff and then switch to my alt account, like doing stuff in the bubble there uh, right. on my own time and just trying to catch up in that. But for now, it's like, yeah, I'm doing the pasture missions and then we have plans going into the next day to maybe try and do some trading as well, like uh, into Alliance space, which is what I was thinking of doing. So like... My home uh, system is actually really good at the moment, so we're going to be staying put for it. It actually has two planet um, planetary bodies that are only like a thousand megameters away from each other, and the station is like right in the middle of it there. So it's like no matter which end I'm like shooting out there, I'm always seeing the planet along with an M class oh, cool. star, uh, like a red star, like just going out into the horizons. It's just like an amazing sight. It's like okay, I'm going to make this my home. Uh, for the time being, until I make it a lead on that alt account, there. So it's like nice. you could say, you could say for me, it's like anywhere that I go uh, in my ship, there is uh, called home to me. There. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that. And eventually, I want to get my fleet carrier, so that'll be like my next home coming <laughs> yeah. up. Like, yeah, so many people have said that. Yeah, I don't have to have a home. I have a fleet carrier, and I'm like, <laughs> I should look into that. That's making me want so bad every time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like I wasn't I was able. Like I got one on the alt account. It's out there for DSSA. I don't need one on my main account. And then, like as time goes by, I'm like, man, I should have gotten all that mining money while the getting was good. <laughs> you, you uh, really, you really should. You really yeah. should. I can confirm. Can, can confirm. It's beautiful and I love it. But I, I just wish wish Tritium was a little bit easier to get. And I mean, yes. the Tritium fairies aren't as um, prevalent anymore as well. So occasionally, I'll, occasionally That's I'll just true. get a DM going, "Hey, psychic, I saw I saw your fleet carrier. I just topped it up with Tritium. I hope you don't mind." Of course, I don't <laughs> bloody mind. <laughs> there, well, <laughs> of course I don't I mind. Back right now. How very dare you know by all means <laughs> yeah so it's like uh man again you're making me want to push me out of flick here anymore it's just when it came out i just couldn't get into the, like that whole my name rush to try and get five billion credits mm-hmm. there it's like i didn't really have the time to do that yeah so i want but it's now that i got my alt account going there and i got my main ship there just exploring whatever parts of the galaxy it's at there it's like okay maybe i can focus a little bit more to that but like in the future in the future yeah i mean they're yeah. not going anywhere she says hopefully she, then they're not going anywhere <laughs> that can would be imagine? terrible honestly comes out oh flick is no gone <laughs> for sale <laughs> <laughs> or can you imagine if they said to everybody oh we're gonna we're, we're gonna take um due to some kind of core dynamics mix up or something like that or due to everything that's been going on in the galaxy unfortunately we're going we're going to have to check each and every one of your fleet carriers so for the time being they're all going to be decommissioned yeah i would be living like they come through and say we've determined that the the frame shift drives used on capital ships are damaging space 
And so everybody is stuck in the system that they're in right now indefinitely. Okay. There will be a riot there. Like, it's not going to matter if there's a pandemic going on. Everybody's going to be flying over to that building and say, like, hey, hey, what's up? They'll be knocking on the door. Hey, hey, let us in. We need to talk. All right. That would be be madness. That would be, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that would be madness. That would be chaos. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you run into any trouble, um say um say you've got like a problem or you don't you don't know something or you come across something that isn't super familiar in game um who do you turn to oh any trouble that i have there like now that i got a very stable twitch community i would like go ahead and just ask questions there i would always get surprised as to like the kind of answers that they come up with like mm-hmm. i don't usually allow like backseat gaming there as so i like i really strict that to that but if i have a simple question there that involves with me like just kind of getting me out of like a little bit of a bind then yeah i would go to my viewers i would go to the people that i'm playing with there to uh yeah just come up with a solution to that problem and then worst comes to worst then i would just go on to the sites there google it or you know or whatever the case may be right but yeah i always this is the thing about me is like when a problem presents itself, even when it comes to like finance stuff, I will always try and see what I can do in game before okay. trying to use the uh, third party tools. Like just to try to keep that immersion alive. You know what I mean? So yeah. Plus like, plus like here's the other thing too is like, I'm hoping that they get uh, this feature in with Aussie is like maybe just, like look over uh, these different aspects of like the in-game tools and see what improvements can be done there to make it um, more friendly to the players yeah. there. Because right now it's not friendly. It's a heavy learning curve to try and use the in-game tools uh, for the casual player. And that's why yeah. I base my uh, play style on is like, I play casual there. Yeah, I'm not a professional at the game or anything like that. It's, I'm like everybody else. Uh, when they turn on the computer and go into space there uh, for the first hour or so. Right. So, mm. yeah, it's a, that's, that's an interesting, you bring up an interesting point that when you, um, when you're a content creator and cultivate a community, when you go live or when you post a new video, you have the opportunity to go to that community and say, Hey, I have a question. What should I do? How can I, you know, how do I go about this? They become your support system. Whereas when you're not, you, you're at the other end of that. You're like, oh, well, I go to my favorite Twitch streamers or my favorite, you know, YouTuber. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing. We go to each other, but we're, it's a different perspective. One is kind of like a, a push dynamic and one is sort of a pull dynamic. But, uh, but we're, we're all relying on each other to fill in the gaps when we're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Can you please help out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Which is, is really the- cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah. So, again, like just bring on to the point that when they bring Odyssey come out, it's like they really need to start making even just the messaging system that they got right now make it more effective than just trying to do a channel uh, between like yeah. a local channel or a system channel. There, it's like, well, why can't everybody? I'm not saying like the entire galaxy, like that might be impossible to 
do for the servers, but maybe just even like in the the corridor, like the sector that you're in, just even just have like a a window open for that there. It's like that would make like a huge difference. That way you can message somebody from the other end of that sector and just have them like just come over to you there. It's like I just don't see uh, any reason uh, why you can't do that there. It just I like to see it just to bring the players a little bit more closer together in game rather than trying to source into uh, outside the game, like doing Discord and Twitch and all that. There, don't yeah, get me wrong; that's fair. it's great, and it's the yeah. reason why I still play is because I can resort to everybody that plays on Twitch and whatever. They're right, so yeah. What what would you say is your fondest memory or like the the coolest or most amazing thing that's happened to you while you were playing Elite? Oh, uh, besides the T nine wedging me with the sidewinder there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well it's funny that you mentioned that because there's actually two events that kind of come up into my mind. But I'll let you guys decide here. So one is my first time going up against a player pirate, and the second one is going up against the Thargoids. Which one do you guys want? I want to hear both of them. Both of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll pull up the player pirate one. This is before, well, after Horizons just came out. So the Feral Corvette was in the game, but no engineering was involved. So keep that in mind. All right. So I was like in my Anaconda there. I was uh, trading the Imperial workers there. I'll just be nice about it there. <laughs> let I know Father Bill doesn't like me using the S word there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I was training these and I ran into my first uh, player interdiction there and he ended up being a pirate. So like he was typing in the message there. He was in the Corvette. I knew I was like mass lock with him. So I was like, kind of like had no chance there. And my ship was built for trading. It wasn't built for PVP. So I had like pulse lasers and a shield there and thank god i had those <laughs> on me and like he started chatting me saying hey like uh i need this amount of stuff there out of your cargo uh do this in like whatever so seconds or i'll shoot you down so i was like okay but i didn't know how to abandon my cargo there so here <laughs> i am like trying to mess around with my controls oh god how what do i do what do i do oh, no. <laughs> and by the time the yeah, by the time like five seconds or ten seconds came up there, that's when he started immediately shooting at me there because he thought I was going to combat lock. And right. I totally respect him for that. So it's like, okay, you know what? Like, I have the capability of combat logging, but I'm not a cheater. So I'm going to go ahead, turn my ship around, and see if I can fight this guy there. And he was dicked out to do PvP. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yikes. Yeah, so... It was kind of a headbutt thing, so I know I couldn't damage his shields at all with my pulse laser. So I was just like, okay, well, our ships are slow here. Maybe I can try to, like, boop the crap out of him there. Like, just keep on <laughs> ramming him to get his shields down. And I eventually, like, got to the point there where, yes, we take our both our shields down. And I keep booping him just to try to, like, get his hull down and everything. There, just kept going at and at there. We were, like, at this for half an hour there he was telling me to give up and stuff and i was like no way we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like it got down to the point where i did a final boost and was able to blow both of us equally it's like don't <laughs> ask me how like 
that was just one of my amazing moments right there. <laughs> like, that is excellent. Yeah, I just never have been able to repeat that step ever since. Like, I guess with all engineering coming out and everything, it was just impossible. It was like, what well, man, like talk about just luck there. Yeah. <laughs> Even it, like, probably, it w- wouldn't have all been luck. There would have certainly been some pilot skill involved there. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was sweating. I was sweating on my controls there. Like <laughs> after the moment, there was like my hands were sticking off the controls there. Like okay, I guess I'm done. <laughs> but it was cool though. He even like messaged me back there. It's just like holy crap, man! I applaud you. I'd never had that happen to me before ever in the game. So it's like yeah, <laughs> it was nice. so good. Yeah, also, will you please tell me how to jettison cargo so the next time this happens? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I ended up like asking him. It's just like, yeah, it's like, how do you do that? And then how come you shot me after five seconds? And then he told me about the whole combat logging thing. So I was just like, oh, okay. There, that's what's happening. Cool. <laughs> well, so, and, and now I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, what about the uh, Thargoid thing? Oh, the Thargoid thing. So there's a little bit of a troll involved there, but. He's okay. He's chill. I uh, did it for fun. Anyway, so I never experienced like going into a Thargoid space. So I ended up having one of my viewers there coming over and say, Hey, you want to check out uh, Thargoid space and maybe check out this cool uh, ruins there where you can get like a key and stuff. So I was just like, All right, let's go check it out. So we went. I forgot the name of the system there, but it was almost like a Thargoid shrine there. You can call it that i guess anyway uh there's supposed to be a key inside so we like got into our srvs there he's just having fun with me like trying to figure out how to enter in this thing then he's not really telling me anything so he's like oh yeah try entering from the roof so here i am trying to launch my srv going in to the roof with there was like no entrance i was just like oh yeah you're trolling me i was just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're like okay i'll show you here so we end up going to the door we grabbed the key, and then I ended up loading up onto my ship there, and we were going to be heading to Guardian Space because that's how you unlock one of the fighters uh, with that. So uh, as I was going out of the system, got into Witch Space, I got my first interdiction there with three Thargoid interceptors okay. going on me. I was just like, okay, um, what is happening? So... I was just kind of freaking out because all my controls and stuff, I couldn't even like head look or anything like that. Just to see what the heck was happening. And here's what he told me. He's like, don't worry about it. Just sit tight, relax and enjoy the show. I was just like, okay. <laughs> so then I was just kind of waiting, waiting. I'm seeing them like just hover over me, just giving me like a scan and stuff. And then my systems come on, but it felt like I was a deer in the headlights for a moment because everybody on my channel was telling me to run. I was just like, wait, what? I thought I was supposed to relax here. <laughs> like literally just, uh, just a mind of brain fart moment there. Anyway. So like here I am trying to escape these guys. I get blown up in like 10 seconds there. Really? And then here's my, and then here's my way. He's coming in my chat saying, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, Thargoids don't like you stealing their technology. I'm like, you think? <laughs> well, I knew now. <laughs> yeah, I know now. So every day it was just an amazing like, learning curve there, which is my best highlights in those. There. You always learn something there. <laughs> mm. 
What is it that keeps you logging back in? Um, well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that there. And I do think a little bit on the personal side of things because it was a time, especially like last year there while I was struggling through uh, sort of like a mental and uh, health issues mm-hmm. there because of what everything was happening. And yeah. I needed like a change in my routine there. So like something that I need to do, which I can relax. I can sort of like get my mind off of everything that was happening yeah. with the rest of the world. So when I started building up my uh, Twitch channel here and like getting into an exploration there with being able to like listen to your best playlist of like relaxed music and yeah, just get rid of all the worries there. And anybody that comes in on the <clears throat> comes in on the streams there always appreciated me like just having that. Even if they're lurking there, they like to just have it listen in the background and being able to find cool places and all that there. So that's right. really what got me through um like those times. And anytime I always enjoy locking back in, like first thing in the morning, being able to log back in and just go venture the stars, you know what I mean? And being able to do it with such a great uh, community, like Elite Dangerous. Beautiful answer, I approve. Yeah, that's really cool. So if we um, if we switch gears, we say time travel exists, and you could go back to the very first day you played Elite and give yourself one piece of advice as a new commander, what would it be? Watch out for T9s. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> But uh, yeah, do not know. But like a no, a serious uh, aspect there. Like we were talking before, is there is no such thing as an end game mm-hmm. to Elite Dangerous. So ask yourself, like, what is the point of trying to rush uh, something to achieve it? There. So ask yourself that, and if your answer is like there's nothing there, it's always available to me there and there's always new stuff to think so like take yourself some time to like just play it at your own pace there like just give yourself a moment to enjoy everything that you do in this game there otherwise if you're going to start rushing things and then eventually like come up with five billion like maybe like was it two hours or something crazy like that it's i guarantee you there's going to be a point where you might give yourself some disappointment there uh, because yeah. you didn't allow yourself to uh, explore the other options of the game. So yeah. take your time. Definitely just take your time with it. And on the flip side of that, what either that we know about already or that you are hoping for, would you say that you are most looking forward to seeing with Odyssey coming out? Oh, there is quite a few things there i am i'm definitely looking forward to seeing the social as like social as well excuse me there's social aspects of the content so being able to have the fps uh integration there with all the rest of the other players there like just running around with your characters there hell maybe even have like five people in one ship there just because you can Right mm. is something that I'm really looking forward to, and then when it comes to say when 
uh, conflict zones or whatever they're going to be calling it there. Uh, raids, we'll call it raids there for RPG's sake. Um, like maybe we can even have like different classes and different functions there that people can like choose to do a role play, but at the same time still have the variety to do like everything else with their character there. Yeah. So, yeah, like for example, there, Mal, I mentioned laser targeting. There. Right. So, laser targeting, you got like uh, a player, like a ship up in the air there that's waiting for targets to be painted because they can't see them on the ground there. So, the right. ground guy can paint like an SRV because it's it's becoming a threat. It's becoming active there. So you can target that guy. He can shoot off his missiles uh, from a very high safe orbit there and being able to clear the area. Just little stuff like that there would be very cool to have like nice little teamwork and um, mm. interaction there with the other players there, which is why I'm really looking forward to in that as one thing. And I got so many hopes there as I don't think it's going to be a thing there, but I'm also really hoping for when it comes to the water plants there, being able to have amphibious liners to like be able to dive into the water, explore the marine life there, like uh, like what uh, Sky the Shark said on his podcast there, because I'm also a diver myself. Like I got myself enjoying a bit of the water life as well. There, so my mm-hmm. hobbies tend to vary that way, and seeing like, seeing like a uh, stuff that is pretty amazing towards that. So that's my, I say those are my highest ones there, uh, to look forward to when it comes to Odyssey. Nice. Um, thinking about uh, stuff you've got coming up, uh, what what can we expect from you in Elite Dangerous in the future? Okay, so I am like improving. Uh, my content as I go here. So since I got myself into exploring there and I don't really see a lot of video content when it comes to the subject there, even with some of the veteran ones like uh, Obsidian Ant or whatever, there isn't really a whole lot covering the exploration side of things. So I would love to be able to see if I can develop uh, videos going towards exploring like different sites there like I've been doing there just give everybody like a little bit of a taste as to what it's like because I know for some people for exploration it could be quite intimidating to go out to the black and not knowing uh, when you're going to be able to return safely to the bubble and be in the comfort of a space station now mm. right so I would love to yeah I would love to get more into that there as I start uh, learning more ways of content creating as I go there. So my my Twitch channel is pretty new there. It's only a year old, right? So um but we've but yeah it's going towards that. So more exploration and yeah being able to get a fleet carrier and maybe get myself involved more so in the community that way just almost like what enterprise uh, yeah, and everybody else that has a fleet carrier there that right. also streams there creates these like little events there that everybody can get involved in called the fleet carrier their home there right yeah. so I would eventually love to get myself into that there but that's going like way beyond the future currently at the moment so for now it's just going to be the exploration side of things here nice Um, do you play anything when you're not playing elite 
there's actually uh, quite a few, <laughs> uh, quite a few games here that I can cover. So we did mention Star Citizens there. We did, uh, yeah. So yeah, so every time I like to go on there and see what the progress of that game is going, mm-hmm. and like I don't really expect anything much of less. It like when it comes to game development there, I. I give like a very tolerable expectations there. I don't really expect it to be like AAA title or anything like that. So I really love getting myself into game development at games. So I also got myself uh, for playing the uh, the PvP side there for FPS games. Uh, got myself involved in playing Escape from Tarkov a lot with a bunch of my friends there. That okay. is a common game to them. And the reason I like that is because it related to me playing uh, competitive paintball for can, like five or six years. That, yeah. 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 Yep. And being able to do the teamwork, just the solid teamwork to try to keep yourself alive in that game was was really a good uh, mix mm. for me there. So I ended up doing that with a bunch of my friends. And then we've transferred over to... Like, I got two of them that are flight instructors, so I ended up taking advantage of their brains and going over to DCS World to learn how to fly planes and fly the F-18, which is what I currently have at the moment there as one of my packages there. And it is insane there. Like oh, nice. The, every single button, every single control that is on the real-life uh, CF-18 is in that game and it has a function to it so you're literally going through procedures and startups there to learn how to fly that jet so it's like I might as well do it because I'm never going to fly a two million dollar aircraft let's be real <laughs> <laughs> so this is the closest thing that I'm going to get there plus I'm pushing towards my own uh, private uh, license here coming up this year so oh man as someone with a crippling fear of flying, um, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm completely aware how irrational it is. So you know, it's, it's all good. Oh. It's all good. But um, yeah, hearing you guys talk about um, talk, like talk about flying earlier, I could already feel like the cold sweats. I was like, this is hey, the hey, worst thing. <laughs> I'll DM you some pictures there of us landing on the ice strip lake. There, how's oh. that? Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that in a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is about it for the regular questions. Um, I oh, uh, boy. said, um, yeah, you've listened to the show, you know what, yes, I know what to expect. <laughs> I'm not sure, I can't promise that I'll be able to answer all the questions there in speeding light seconds there, but I'll do my best it's, there. It's, it's I won't good. pull. I won't pull Nick Lambert here, let's just I say. Mean, I mean, the bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the lightning round. We throw this in right at the end um, of the show, just for a bit of fun. Um, try and answer as quickly and as accurately um, as possible. Um, you don't need to answer accurately. It's absolutely fine. And But if you are ready... Uh, let me get one more sip of the drink. And okay. One more up. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I I get it, I get it. (laughs) Then we will begin. What's your favorite ship? Alliance Crusader. Least favorite ship? Eagle. What's the best ship in the game? Crank Mark II. And the worst ship in the game? Cobra Mark IV. 
What's your favorite station? Um, more timers, charm, and Kenzie 5. Or Kenesi 5. And your favorite system? Uh, how do I pronounce it there? It's in Spanish, uh, but let me know. It's, uh, OBB, O-O-B-A-U-F-A-A. It's got the white neutron star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True or false, there is a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. False. I've been there. Engineered <laughs> or vanilla modules in your ships? Uh, engineered. Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? If I ever get back to the bubble, it would be Alliance. Who's your favorite power play leader? Arissa LaVey Duval. If you are out of gas, do you call the fuel rats or do you suicide? I got Sky the Shark on my speed dial, <laughs> but I got fuel rats. If you have a low hull, do you call the hull seals? Do you keep going and hope for the best, or do you suicide? Keep going until it hits zero. True or false, there is a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. Until I get there, I'll say it's true. Uh, new Thargoids are a friend. Scouts are foe. <laughs> and finally, flight assist, on or off? Off. This is the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, nice. very, very decent time, I think. Yeah, there. It wasn't that was bad awesome. at all. It wasn't bad at all. <laughs> that was good, um, yeah. <laughs> is there anything we haven't covered today that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, like, I believe we covered quite a bit there on... Uh, this podcast like i just want to say like thank you guys for you know having me on the show it's been like a true privilege to come on and be able to share some stories with you guys and <laughs> chat with you again like away from the chat box the and chat the box, deep plans yeah. like yeah it, i always love the uh phone call like personal conversations there when it comes to interacting with people so no it was a treat and i also wanted to give like a shout out to like Orange Phoenix, Bossley B and WK Jazz, and everybody else on Twitch and the ED community for pushing me to keep playing the game and and that I enjoy and encouraging me to build the content to the next level. It's like you guys have been uh, amazing there this past year. So thank you very much. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's I'm excellent. So yeah. I'm so glad. Now, if anybody wants to connect with you or wants to get to know you better, where can they find you online? All right, so you can find me on my Twitch channel here at Captain underscore Metsy. Uh, I also have a Discord on uh, Twitch as well that you can follow. We post uh, pictures, we talk about the game, and help out our commanders. And whatever platform that you're on, it doesn't matter. I also have a Twitter, Instagram under the same name. So uh, I interact with Frontier on Twitter and everybody else. Instagram mm -hmm. is going to be my secondary photo gallery. So all of my, oh, how many pictures do I got? I got like 300 pictures coming on to this day here. So yeah, those are going to, those are going to take a while mm. there to upload, but I'll get to those eventually. <laughs> and there is going to be a YouTube channel in production there. I'm just trying to figure out the best way of doing like recordings and editings at the moment there. So I'll keep everybody updated on that. But nice. the meantime, that's it. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk with us. It's been it's been a really, really cool chat getting to know you better. Yeah, for absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, be safe and I'll see you guys out in the verse. Take care. That was really cool. I'm so glad we had him on. It was so lovely. What a lovely chat. He's done so much. Oh, I man. know, right? Like, learning to fly, learning to scuba dive, doing explosions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Um, just, the, just the demolition stuff, the explosion stuff. I'm like, yes, please tell me more. <laughs> I need to know more about this. Yeah. Can we find out more about that? Not about the flight. Ugh. but yeah it was yeah what a lovely what a lovely conversation to have um he's such such a gentleman as well um and i i I love someone who comes prepared as well (laughs) right exactly exactly coming prepared for the interview on the podcast is a good thing (laughs) with with stories and anecdotes yeah, and I really like the. I um I can appreciate that it, he's uh he's kind of a member of many different communities. Mm. Um, and and he's he he didn't really say this explicitly, but you can tell there's there's specific things that he's able to get from each different community. Like it's not like oh I'm joining I'm joining this group and I'm never turning back. It's it's he's. He's happy to be part of multiple communities and yeah. and enjoy what it is that he can get out of each individual, um, each of those interactions and put them together in a way that works for him, mm. you know, which is really cool. And it's it's something that, that I think we see a lot in Elite Dangerous, but we don't really talk about a whole lot. So it was neat to hear him kind of give those nods and yeah. say, you know, I've I've. Uh, you know, I've been hanging out in Psychit Stream, and I see this. I joined the Dogs of Lore, and it's it was the first group that I joined. And um, you know, WK Jazz and Boss Lady have really helped me out with stuff. And Orange Phoenix is always there to take photos for me. Like all of these different communities. Um, you know, Enterprise. I like to go on Enterprise Stream because he does mm. the he does the mining on Wednesdays. But like, he's able to say, okay. If you know, he's able to see the benefit of being a part of all of those groups, um, yeah. even when you know, like uh, the streams might conflict or there might be events that happen at the same time. You have to choose one or the other, and uh, he's able to kind of like, you know, put put a foot in to play twister in the cosmos and have hand in this community, foot on this community, other hand in this community, other foot over here, and yeah. uh, bring all those things together in a way that helps him as a commander when he's in the cockpit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's really refreshing to see. It absolutely yeah. is. Yep. And like you said, just like a really good guy, really mm. good guy, which is, you know, um, it's it's it in the craziness of the world that we have going on right now. It's nice to know that there's still good humans out there. Yeah. <laughs> Even in 3307. <laughs> well, that's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast at our website, flightassistpodcast.com. And you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ed. Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. 
And if you're an Elite Dangerous Commander who wants to be a guest on the podcast, like Captain Metsy, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know about that too. Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassistED underscore ED, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io slash flightassist, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. If you'd like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash flight assist with thanks to our flight officer patrons baron von marlin cow noodles commander reese lang crispy tater tot dirty filthy hippo elvis kremen glitched helix jonathan turner caldra not me mister stella wizard 66 timis v2 and tomax 99 until next week, this is Commander Psykit and Commander Mal for the win. Handing the controls back to you. Flight assist off. <laughs> <laughs>